0: Hey, this is an episode of Picture This, our photography podcast. You can check it out on your favorite podcasting app. This week we're talking about what you should charge for your photography services. So assuming you wanna go pro, we're gonna walk through all the different elements of pricing models and pricing and checking out the competition and whether you should even list a price or not. This episode is brought to you by
1: Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. They have beautiful award-winning templates, and all-in-one platform. It's super easy to use. If you can drag and drop, you can make your own Squarespace website. If you'd like to start your free trial, go to squarespace.com slash Tony and you don't even need a credit card. It's not a trick. You just sign up, you get your 14 days, and if you decide you want to buy it, you can get 10% off with the coupon code PORTFOLIO.
0: Not a trick. And you know what? You could set up your Squarespace portfolio and actually set up a little store so somebody could give your session fee like right online and book you.
1: Oh, that's smart. Pretty cool, right? So I wanted to talk about what to charge because it's a question that we get quite often. People, Probably the most
0: common question. Yeah, you know?
1: people ask what should I charge for portraits or what should I charge for a wedding? And it's a really complicated question and a complicated answer. It's 42. The answer to everything? Yeah. Tony.
0: I mean, it's going to vary, right? That's the problem. There's no one answer we can give to everybody. There is
1: no one answer, but I realized it was an important topic to cover when we had a friend who was an excellent photographer, an excellent person, a good business person, and they weren't surviving off of their photography because they realized when they did all the math, they were charging so little that they couldn't sustain themselves off of their prices. So we're going to take you through everything, we're going to address all of your fears, whether you're charging too much, whether you're charging too little, will people take you seriously, will people think that you're out of your mind with your prices, we're going to get to all of that, we're going to walk you through it, you're going to feel so safe after this.
0: can you talk about the anxiety that people feel with pricing in general, like if you go and you're on one of these forums where people sell cameras, probably half the people won't even list a price with it, they'll be like, I have a D500, I don't know, contact me and talk about the price. People have a lot of anxiety around naming a price for anything but especially their photography. We've learned talking to people about their portfolios like people will choose not to put a price up on their portfolio not because they have some tech like that's some their sales approach but just because they're too anxious to set a price in stone.
1: You might think what if it's too much and then they think it's too much and they don't even call me but maybe I would give them a discount or maybe you think oh, what if it's too little and then someone really rich approaches me and I could actually make money this time and ah, what am I going to do? People freak out.
0: Yeah, they're afraid their friends are going to see it and think they're gouging or they're cheap or something. And you have to set a price, though. You don't get out of this. You have to set a price. Even if you decide not to put it on your website, that can be okay. You you have to know yourself what the price is going to be so that when somebody calls you, you know what to tell them.
1: And you sound certain. You don't want someone to call and you go, oh, well, I don't know, maybe I could do it for cheaper if we did this, this, and this. Now, you'll know your price, and you're going to feel confident about it after this podcast, I believe.
0: Yeah, you can always add discounts. You can always say it's only 300 but I'll give it to you for 150 because you sound nice, something like that.
1: Okay. One okay. thing to consider is your location. Okay? It's going to be, let's say you're shooting a wedding or you're doing engagement portraits uh, in New York City. You have more people to choose from, so you have a bigger audience. So if you have a higher price, there's probably more people that make more money. If you live in a very, very small town with no large cities around, your town's like 2,000 people, everyone kind of knows each other, you might have to take that into consideration when you're pricing your photography. If you live in another country, you know, we know American prices, but I don't know what people are doing in India, really, necessarily. So you'll have to do that research and find out what your location can support.
0: Yeah. Like if you're in Oklahoma, you have to decide how many goats you should charge. Oh
1: my gosh. Are you seriously dissing (laughs) Oklahoma again? (laughs) We got so many hateful messages.
0: It's just an old Texas-Oklahoma rivalry thing (laughs) that I don't care about at all. I'm just (laughs) kidding. Um, Your time, right? Because you have to it's going to take you some time to do this stuff and people undervalue their own time they people especially guys not to be sexist but guys especially think every project is going to take much less time than it actually takes. Are you
1: saying that based on our office? Because you and Justin are always like, this should be done in 20 minutes. And I'm like, it's going to take a week. It's going to take a week.
0: (laughs) I have a whole lifetime of experience with dudes underestimating things. Like, oh, no problem. Yeah, I live just like 10 minutes away from there. I'll meet you there in 10 minutes. And then half an hour later.
1: (laughs) It's optimism, but also it sounds really obvious. I promise you, you, you don't know exactly how much time things take you. You could even get your own, even if you work for yourself, you could get your own time tracking app as though you're working for someone else. And then when you're actually editing, clock in. And when you're done, clock out. And I think you'd be really surprised to find you spend far more time than you imagined, especially if you enjoy it. Sometimes I edit a picture and I think, oh, that took me like five minutes. And then I actually look at the time and it's been 40 minutes.
0: Yeah, cut to the fast forward scene of uh, the hands are spinning around the clock and the calendar pages are flying off and the seasons are changing. And I've grown
1: a beard. (laughs) Well, so you might be saying, oh, 40 minutes, maybe you can't charge that. Maybe that means you have to be more efficient. Maybe that means you have to find a better workflow. Maybe it means that you're just not charging enough. Either way, you have to really understand how much time things take. And that's not just editing photos. That's packing your gear into your car. That's talking on the phone with your client and deciding what they want, your consultation. Uh, That's, I don't know, showing up and setting up the studio or finding the location, the actual shoot itself. Uh, And then, of course, calling through your photos that takes Long, it always surprises me how long that takes. And then the post-processing.
0: Yeah, plus the delivery
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the inevitable percentage of clients that will want you to go back and re-edit something. It won't be 100% of them, but it's going to be some percentage of them, so you have to figure that out. I also want to say you mentioned the pre-sales consultation that you'll have to do, but you have to also factor in the, the ones that don't end up being sales, your own sales time where you talk to people on the phone and you spend 20 minutes and then they never call you back. Like, that's part of it. That is your time. You have to factor in your sales time, too.
1: Yeah, not necessarily charging every person for that, but you want to find out how many dollars per hour you would potentially be making with a certain amount of clients so that at the end of the year, it's not some unlivable amount of money. You need to survive. I would prefer if you all lived, honestly, and had food and stuff.
0: Yeah, you and you, it is like figuring out capacity because most yeah. portrait photographers aren't going to be working like square 40-hour weeks. Yeah, There's going to be weeks where you're working five hours. For- I taught
1: piano lessons before this job, and I would do the math on how many students I could possibly fit into a day. And I would just be like, I can't live. Like, I need to make more time on what I'm charging. So this could be that type of thing. You have to figure out how many clients you could actually serve and and what you'd have to charge to to live.
0: And perceived value is a big thing, especially in something that's so subjective and so artistic as photography. Uh, If you were to show people two bottles of wine, this is a great example. Oh,
1: wine is a good one.
0: Yeah, if you get the two-buck chuck, it's a bottle of wine that's two bucks, and you put it up against a bottle of wine that's $50, the client, if you said, they're both on the house, which one do you want? Everybody's going to take the $50 one. If you said, you've already paid for this, have a sip of each of these. Which one tastes better? It's the more expensive one that's going to taste better, even if they're exactly the same. Most of the time, people can't tell the difference with wine. They might not be able to know the difference with photography, but if you are the bargain basement photographer, if you're charging $10 when everybody else is charging $200, people are going to treat you like that.
1: I'd think you were junk.
0: Yep. Even if the portfolio looks good, you're like, there's a reason it's cheap, right? There's some reason.
1: We actually kind of ran into this problem with our business because we underpriced our books so much Yeah. that people didn't realize how much of a value it actually was. Yeah, I really to learned- slip a
0: little plug in there, but Stunning Digital Photography, <laughs> the ebook is $10 with 14 hours of video. And then we look at all the competition and they're charging like $500 for something like 14 hours of video. Yeah, <laughs> we're and like, then we're I'm charging like, $10. Why what are we doing? Why
1: was I such a bargain? I'm dumb, <laughs> okay. What's our next thing? Oh Ta-da.
0: One way you can make yourself look fantastic and really make your pictures look good and increase your perceived value is by Presenting your pictures in a good way. It's like food, right? It's all about presentation It's not just the image, but it's everything that surrounds it is how the user interacts with it And I think the best way to do that is to set up a, a website that works really well But you don't want to be a super nerd because you don't want to put hours of your time into learning CSS The easiest way to do that is to go to squarespace.com slash Tony can get a 14-day free trial for a website. It'll work on mobile devices, it'll have analytics, it'll have a store where people can either buy prints or book a session with you, and all that is built in for a pretty low monthly fee. Set it up, make your pictures look awesome. If you decide you like it, only then do you have to give a credit card. You can use the coupon code PORTFOLIO and it will save you 10%.
1: That was an awesome plug. Thanks. And I applaud you for that alone. You're a true artist.
0: You can see a sample. I just updated mine, northropphotography.com. you Your Chelsea Northrop.com.
1: Yeah, but I have to update mine.
0: You should update it. It I took know. me like five minutes to switch to a whole new, more modern template.
1: I know, but I always forget until we're down here and I can't leave right now because I'm kind of in the <laughs> middle of something.
0: Yeah, We can all we can all wait. You know what, guys? We have hold time. On, hold on. Let's just have a few moments.
1: Okay, here's another one that seems obvious, but you really need to take the time to make sure you know what all of your expenses are. Sometimes they can be hidden and you haven't really thought about it. So, you know, it's not just your gear and your training. Uh, It's your gas mileage if you're going to consult with people or deliver prints or take the photos themselves. It's the wear and tear on your car. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's your office space. It's the software updates that you do. It's the plugins, the tutorials, it's everything.
0: It's when you drop your lens in the middle of the shoot. And you, it's gonna get to send it in an icon, and it's a four hundred dollar repair.
1: Or when you have to rent a lens or a camera for a specific shoot, props, testing out printers and canvases, and all of those things.
0: Yeah, the gig squad when your computer fails and you have to get the photo editing oh, done right your away. Your
1: computer, yeah, and uh, updating your internet
0: that. Internet access and your smartphone and all these. There are a lot. Your of second
1: shooter, instances. your hair and makeup person. Yeah so, so much.
0: yeah plan for things to fail and repairs and your insurance you'll you know contact your renters insurance or your home insurance and get all your equipment added on you might need extra insurance if people are coming into your home you know so they don't slip and fall on the steps and sue you yeah these are things that you need to factor in that's going to be expensive
1: and the, just the general expenses of running a business if it costs you x amount of dollars to run your business you know you have to make something over that so you yeah. have to know all of your expenses and then that'll help you figure out what your prices should be.
0: And maybe now you need a bookkeeper. Maybe now you need an accountant. <laughs> it, starts I need of, yeah. it starts to kind of. You need a
1: bookkeeper, yeah. It
0: starts to escalate like that. Let me just say uh, it's, it varies depending on where you are, what country you're in, and what state you're in. But um, you can ex- generally deduct some portion of your expenses against your income. So if you spend $100 a month on your smartphone and internet access, and you use it exclusively for work, then uh, the first $100 that you make in photography will be tax-free. And there's all sorts of complicated rules about that. Um, talk to an accountant and get it worked out. Not but that. Some people will go, for being a photographer for years, making tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars and not realize, oh, I could have been deducting Uh, You know, 25% of my electric bill this whole time?
1: Yeah, where we are anyway, you can write off whatever percentage of your house you're using towards your business. You can write that off on your taxes.
0: Yep, and it just reduces your taxable income. It's not like it's free. You still have to pay, but that can be a lot. It can be half. It adds up. Yeah, so definitely talk to an accountant about it. Uh, Let's talk about pricing models a little bit.
1: There's so many different ways to price your photography. Um, And it's Interesting. You really have to look into it and see what you think would work for you. You might even have to try a few different things or go into some forums and talk to people and see which different pricing models they like. Some people do just a flat fee, but, you know, just sit down, I'll take the pictures and do the retouching and give you this many digital copies and that's it. Yeah, Um, people
0: like that because they know exactly what it's going to cost. It'll be, you know, $200 and they'll get their four digital images at the end. There's no surprises.
1: Yeah, and some people do a session with the prints, so you have a uh, a sitting session. Maybe it costs one hundred dollars just to get into your studio, and then whatever pictures they end up liking, they they buy that and they buy the prints or they buy the digital files. Sometimes that can be
0: a surprise. They know it's going to be a hundred bucks, but in the back end, when they're looking at the prints, and uh, they might get pulled into spending thousands of dollars on prints. Sometimes people will spend. on prints, which means the photographer can now make a whole bunch more money than they ever expected.
1: Well, that works out really well. So this isn't a model that I use, but I like to look into these things just to stay abreast for all of you. Um, There's an an IPS, an in-person sales group, and people go out and they take pictures and they do not give their digital files, which I respect, because then someone can change them and edit your work. What they do is they go to uh, their client's house and they show them canvases or metal prints or acrylics, you really have to see the final product, and they show them on their walls or they let them pick out books, and they can take uh, just a simple, I've seen some of them take a simple family shoot and end up making $10,000 just by making beautiful canvases or whole arrangements of photos, framed photos that go behind a person's couch or on a very specific wall. So you're making a final product, right? It's not just about giving them a picture and saying, Hey, yeah, get this printed at Walmart. Hope that works out for you. You're making sure that your final delivered item is beautiful and that your client loves it.
0: You know what I've seen done is they'll they'll print like a 24 by 30 print of the family. and It'll be big and beautiful, and they're like, "Do you want this print? It's a four hundred dollars." And they're like, "Whoa, I wasn't planning to spend four hundred dollars." Then they'll take the print and they'll just rip it in half.
1: So you, who does that? That's I've evil. seen that done,
0: and do they're like, "Oh my God!
1: It. Where did you see that done? Did you go to hell for a very small <laughs> amount of time without me knowing? Who but would do at that?" At
0: that point, people are like heartbroken, and then you hold up the uh, the I don't know, fourteen by twelve picture, and. You're like this one's $150. Like this one. And they're like, that's much cheaper because now they've had the price set at a high point. They had a high expectation, so now this seems like a real bargain. But also, they're afraid of that negative emotional reaction. It's it's definitely a hard that's sale. That's psychotic. Tactic.
1: <laughs> that's psychotic. I wouldn't
0: do it. I could not. I think would never to make recommend people that. People uncomfortable you like, sure that, you but I have it, like that. Make sure you tear it like right that over the
1: cutest child's face. You're like, <laughs> sorry, Billy. Okay, that's psycho advice. We're not going to give that.
0: Another approach is just to charge hourly. Some people just say, my time is, you know, $100 an hour. Uh, the shoot will take an hour and then the post-processing will probably take two hours or we can work in some way differently. That's great, especially for uh, recurring clients like businesses. You know, you might have to come in and shoot a headshot for every new executive that they hire. Or, you know, if there's a car dealership and they have 10 different dealerships and they need you to go to each one, they can kind of predict... Uh, how much they're going to pay you, and you don't have to negotiate it every time. They just hire you, and you go out there and you do the work. Another one is people instead of just doing it by hour, they'll break it out by half and full day rates. That's really common in the video world. My day rate is eight hundred dollars, is a common one, or my day rate is four, or my half day rate is four hundred dollars. And whether you're shooting, or you're editing, or you're traveling, that's what it is. And it's it's the same as hourly, basically, except you aren't trying to break your day into lots of little chunks. Like the minimum amount of time you can book somebody is for half a day or a full day. And as a contractor, that's like a huge relief. You know, not to be like, oh, I have to deal with five different clients for one hour each today. Yeah. You just say like, Tuesday, I'm working for Comcast. They're paying me my day rate. Yeah. Um, and then...
1: You better be productive if you're a person that charges by a day or a half day
0: they you know, not always. I mean... <laughs> not the people we've worked with.
1: Always throwing shade.
0: <laughs> uh, the most common one I see is just contact for pricing, in that people don't put a price up at all. They want you to, they want the client to just contact them and work it out by phone call or email or something. Um,
1: I think that would work if you know you have clients, if you're in demand all of the time and you don't necessarily need to fill your day. You're like, oh, I'm I'm booking months out. If you want to try to fit in there, you're going to pay a premium, so.
0: Yeah, or if your work is just so customized that there's absolutely no way you could pin it down. You know, if you're Annie Leibowitz and you know you're going to be bringing in a staff of anywhere from 10 to 40 people and, you know, finding a location that could be anywhere in the world, like Annie Leibowitz doesn't have A day rate. She, you would have to contact her. What do you
1: think she costs? I'm scared to ask her.
0: It it could be like hundreds of dollars. Hundreds. (laughs) Hundreds of dollars.
1: Must be nice, Annie. (laughs) Uh,
0: But that's not the thing I see. What I see is people who have um, very beginning photographer level portfolios. You know, you see a handful of people who are clearly their family in their portrait sessions, and then they just say contact for pricing. Yeah. And I feel like they.
1: They feel just, shy.
0: They're just shy about yeah. it. Don't and that's kind of shy. what we were talking about earlier with the anxiety. For those people, you're probably better off setting some sort of price.
1: You have to consider your competition. So if you are a portrait photographer, maybe you do senior senior portraits or family portraits, and everyone in your area is charging between $100 and $200 and you come in with charging $2,000, um, it's going to be hard, it's going to be hard for you. Uh, but you may also want to think, you don't want to be at the bottom, I don't think. I think you want to be somewhere near the middle. And uh, what else would you say, keeping in consideration your competition?
0: Um, yeah, you're deciding how you're positioning yourself. You can be the premium person. Maybe you have a really shiny portfolio, and you can charge more. And people will, they're, a lot of your customers will go through and check the prices of lots of different photographers in the area. And they'll be like, oh, everybody is $200, but this one guy's $400. And they might be like, well, he must be the best. That higher price will immediately eliminate you from the running for a lot of people. They're like, that's out of my budget. I'm just going to go for one of the cheaper photographers. But then there's some portion of your audience who that higher amount will be fine
1: for them. Well, one of the photographers I talked to, I talked to a few photographers before making this podcast, they said that they didn't want to be the person hustling doing mini sessions all day, every day. They'd rather find a few good clients and really enjoy their work and really put the extra time in and and make something that they're very proud of and find the maybe one in ten person rather than trying to be right for everybody. You can't be right for everybody. So go for the audience that you want.
0: Yeah, especially if it's, maybe you have another job, so you're not needing to pay the bills with it. Mm-hmm. You can kind of be a boutique person who has you know, a very specialized style and attracts a very specific type of client. If you're in your first year and you haven't really built up a portfolio, maybe you decide to go for the low end and pick up the people who are blown away by the average price photographer. And you can be the, you know, bargain basement photographer in order to build up a client base, in order to build up some word of mouth, in order to build your portfolio and get some experience at it. And then later you can raise your rates. Uh, I did a sampling of the photographers in our area, and I probably looked at um, 40 different websites. And like I said, most of them did not list prices on their websites. And shockingly, a lot of them didn't have websites. Like, they were listed on Yelp or other websites, but they just had a phone
1: number? Oh, geez! And this is our area. I never talk on the phone. I would rather cut off at least one finger before I called someone without knowing anything about them.
0: They should go to squarespace.com slash Tony and get a free trial for a website, right? Yeah. But you'd be shocked how many people are very old fashioned. Um, They might even have like a physical building where their studios are, but they might not even have a website. This happens in 2018 still. I'm shook. Anyway, so this is the prices that I found. The very cheapest was $110, and they would give you digital files. You come to their studios. There's no retouching done. Does that that say
1: JCPenney?
0: JCPenney. They are still doing portraits in this area. I'm going. believe it, at the (gasps) Crystal Mall. I'm going. That was just all people did in the 80s, was you'd go to a Sears or a JCPenney or a Montgomery Ward, and (laughs) you'd sit down and get your portrait taken, and and, uh, they would... Make often make prints for you proactively and try to sell them to you.
1: They're decent. Can I just say that those portraits, someone got pictures taken of my daughter, my sister. When my daughter was really little, she surprised me and she brought her to the mall to get pictures and then gave them to me later. They were in focus. They got a good expression and the light was decent. It's like formulaic. It's not the newest and the greatest or artistic, but it was real decent compared to some things I've seen out there. I've seen a lot, take that into consideration, but it was okay.
0: I have some insight into this, because when we first started SCP, I talked to somebody who had just gotten a job at Sears, I think it was. And so they wrote to me and were like, ah, I've i never really used a camera before, maybe I can learn some photography. And I was like, wait, you said you just got a job as the portrait photographer at Sears? And they're like, yeah. They, they said they were going to like, show me, you know, the camera's on a tripod and the lights are set and stuff, but they're going to show me, like, how to squeak the parrot and make the kids laugh and stuff like that. Because
1: they probably just have everything set for the lighting and...
0: Exactly, and that's how they can do it for $110. That's why it was by far the cheapest, because they have this sort of workflow. Everything is very much automated and they don't need a skilled photographer. They literally will take a high school kid who's never used a camera and just shove them in there and be like... Tell people Everyone
1: must be dying right now. Are you guys okay? It's <laughs> <You guys> okay?
0: <laughs> I was shocked by it too. And I was like, well, what camera did you use? And I think it was like a T3 or something. Like it was just bare bones, entry-level camera. I hey. was just hardwired into a computer. But JCPenney's cleaning up. Fine. Like people are happy with those. That's fine. It gets the job done. Uh, everybody else in the area, beyond JCPenney, Pen- the cheapest one was $150. And that included some amount of retouched pictures. Usually like, Two to four pictures, which is not many. People want all the pictures. They always ask for all the pictures. Can I get Don't 1, do that. One
1: thousand of your raw, unretouched pictures. No. Yeah. No, no.
0: Really? Like you want the ones where you're blinking or making a funny face? You should
1: just send them the ugliest one of themselves and be like, "That's what you get." <laughs> you never ask again.
0: The highest price I found was somebody wanted three hundred fifty dollars for a session that included digital images. So that person decided they were going to be like the premium service. Um, but a couple of people had charged per session, like $250 for a session, and the session included the follow-up where you would come back and you would then see the prints and they would sell you some prints.
1: Yeah, I only see a few people selling prints there, which that's pretty rough. You're not actually delivering a physical product to anyone. How are you going to charge?
0: I was surprised. Only one person in our area was print-focused. Everybody else was delivering digitals. And I do think that reflects what, requests we get people always just want the digital files because they Imagine you know sometimes it's just going on their business website or their whatever website Um, But sometimes they also imagine they're going to make the prints themselves So some photographers go for the model where they are not giving away digitals like the IPS in-person sales And they're just doing the prints is actually a great way to make money. If I
1: were doing IPS I'd have to hire someone because I'm a terrible salesperson
0: yeah, it, that final post-meeting, after the session's done, after you've done all your editing, that's when the sales kick in. And you have to be able to upsell people. And i have, as a person, I've never been comfortable upselling people. You get them to buy the metal prints. You convince them our, that it's a good investment. our stupid book is
1: worth like $200 and we charge $9 because we're dumb. <laughs> no,
0: I'm a terrible salesperson.
1: All right, your experience, take that into consideration. Maybe you've been shooting, I don't know, for 20 years just as a hobbyist or maybe as a professional portrait photographer but now you want to do sports photography like that doesn't count make sure you're doing the thing that you're charging people for for a while you've got some weddings under your belt maybe you were a second shooter make sure you have the experience that you're not charging people a ton of money for something you're not very good at (laughs) good point the final product we've been talking about prints and stuff Uh, people don't see digital files as being worth anything that's why people pirated movies and music for so long they can't see anything, they can't see the hard work, it should be free. No, make sure that you control your art. You don't want people doing crappy extra edits. You don't want people just taking your digital files and sharing them on Facebook and not knowing about file compression and sharing this blurry monster with your name on it. Sell them a beautiful print. Show them where it's gonna end up. Work with some printmakers. Make sure they come out really nice. The final presentation is super important. Your name is on it.
0: And word of mouth is probably, is most photographers' number one sales strategy. You make some good prints for somebody, they show it to their friends. It's a very easy to share type of medium. Um, and if you just give all your pictures to one person, I uh, I know exactly what's going to happen. They go into Facebook and they take the entire 500 picture session. And, and then a, they put a filter Facebook. on it.
1: And you wonder why.
0: Yeah, and it looks like garbage. Because nowadays, good post-processing is as big a part of it as taking a good original picture. So I would... Strongly encourage people not to just give away all their pictures. If you do sell digitals, make them only carefully selected and edited pictures.
1: This is an example of a picture that I have that I took. And you can go in, you can do a print simulator. You'll put in your picture and it will superimpose it. That can show people the power of a large print so you're not just trying to make them imagine it. Now you're showing it to them. I think you can also superimpose it into their actual house if you wanted to do that. Um, but this print costs like $3, three fifty, And you would, of course, charge maybe like $4.50, $5, whatever works for you. you don't oh, that yeah. At-
0: People sometimes try it for like a 250% margin, charge way more.
1: Yeah. It's worth it, you guys.
0: Just another example of what that might look like. Fees and markups.
1: Yep. You might have some extra fees, like a sitting fee. We talked about that. Maybe a a post-processing fee, a fee if they want digitals, and then, of course, the fees if they want prints. So those are all things you'll want to take into consideration with your pricing model. The objective here is not to gouge anyone. It's to make sure that you're getting a fair amount of money for the work that you're doing. So if you're making the prints, of course, you're putting time and energy into that. If you're taking a long time to set up the shoots to make sure every shoot is unique, it's not JCPenney. You're not getting the same picture over and over again. They're getting an artist's work. They're getting a personalized piece of artwork and it's of them, and it's in their home, that's worth something, your time is valuable.
0: Yeah, and it's a good way to keep your initial fee down because it's the initial session fee that people will usually use to compare you with, and they won't necessarily add in those extra fees, and that's why you know cars have options, and your airlines will charge you extra for your bags and stuff. It keeps that initial entry fee down.
1: So our final takeaway from this podcast, please, Please, everyone, take the time to figure out what you're worth. Look at what other photographers in your area are charging. Think about your business model and how you can deliver a final product to your clients and then charge enough to live. You deserve it. Photography is a valuable skill. So put the energy in to figure out a great price for you. I hope we helped you figure it out. Thanks for joining us on the Picture This Photography podcast. And thank you, Squarespace, for making this podcast possible. If you'd like to take your pictures and put them into a portfolio so your clients can see them, you can go to squarespace.com slash Tony. You can make a free website for 14 days, no credit card needed. If you decide that you like it, you can use the coupon code PORTFOLIO and get 10% off.
0: Thanks.